Let us pray. O risen Christ, who on this day burst forth from the spiced tomb, burst forth into our hearts, that our stones may come to life through the gift of your Spirit. Amen. This is George Herbert's wonderful poem called Love. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful, ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply, who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. Love's invitation to us this Easter day. Instead of a proper sermon, I thought this morning I would instead read the last three reflections that I gave with the Lenten series of morning prayers that have been going on all the way through Lent. There's three of them. The first is entitled The Crucifixion, the second, The Resurrection, and the third, The Encounter. The Crucifixion. Begun with the visit of the angel to a young lass in Nazareth, who said, yes. The incarnation of the composer into his composition culminates with this climactic moment. The cosmos cracks and fissures as the temple curtain is rent in two. Red dwarfs shudder and black holes expirate across a billion trillion galaxies. The composer dies. The colossal terror of unheard discord shatters the silence of icy darkness. The fabric of the space-time continuum ruptures, collapsing into a single point 
of historical particularity, as spirit and matter are united in the agony of a moment of utter isolation. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All words end in silence. There is nothing that human speech can offer. The unbearable weight of darkness has descended. This is the nature of sin. The resurrection. It's different in each of the Gospels. In Luke, Mary Magdalene and a group of at least four other women go to the tomb, enter it, and meet two angels, but no Jesus. In Matthew, two women, Mary Magdalene and another Mary, go to the tomb, experience an earthquake, and meet a single angel sitting on the stone that used to seal the tomb, who invites them to go in and have a look. Then they meet Jesus on the way back. In Mark, three women reach the empty tomb, enter and find a single angel sitting at one end and run away, terrified. In John's Gospel, Mary Magdalene goes alone, finds the tomb empty, runs to tell Simon, Peter and John, returns behind them, and after they've gone, the angel turns up. And then she meets Jesus, mistaking him for the gardener. The utter confusion of what actually happened is the most compelling evidence that it actually did. How could it be any other way? Who remembers the details? Who was there? What was the order of events that morning? How many angels? Were there angels? The stone was rolled away. The tomb was empty. It was the Lord. Nothing else matters. He is risen. Shock. Disbelief. No, it cannot be. It's impossible. Yes, I know he said it. But he didn't mean this. Did he? The trees in the painting begin to move in the wind. Clothes on the static figures ripple in the breeze. Colours start to shift and change as the painting comes to life. Like the picture on the wall in chapter one of C.S. Lewis's Voyage of the Dawn Treader. We are treading a new dawn into a new 
world. This is the eighth day. The painter has arisen. The encounter. And he shall be known in the breaking of the bread. He, the bread. Did not our hearts burn within us as he talked to us? Yet still they did not recognize him. I wonder how often that has happened to us. This ancient Gallic rune of hospitality comes from the West Highlands of Scotland. I saw a stranger yesterday. I put food in the eating place, drink in the drinking place, music in the listening place, and in the blessed name of the triune, he blessed myself and my house, my cattle and my dear ones. And the lark said in her song, often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise. Amen.